Signs of life. Let's play ball. Welcome in, everybody, to Leading Off right here on Fantasy Pros. It is me, Joey P, Joe P. Zapia. That's Dan Harris, and it's you, and we're talking all things baseball today. It's Wednesday. It's hump day, and we're going to go through a whole bunch of baseball stuff for you. We've got the MLB DFS slate 10 games tonight to break down, some more fun pitching discussions to talk about, and Dan Harris, some signs of life from uh, some uh, players, pitchers, hitters that we thought might be left for dead, but Perhaps we have uh, sung the funeral march too soon for some of these assets. We're almost in May. Dan Harris, how are you this morning? I'm good. I, I'm good. Uh, I I like it. We're going to talk about a couple of people who played, you know, signs of life, as you signs mentioned. Of life. And I think that's great because I think we, even you and I, Joe, are so close to basically being like, oh, I don't know, it might be time to jump off this train for some of these players that we like. And it's great to see that like guys can be terrible for the first two and a half weeks. And then suddenly you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. They're still good. They'll probably be fine. So that's the type of thing I like to talk about. I'm ready to go. All right, let's do a little three up and three down. We got uh, Kluber lives and Stanton and Judge going yard. Another home run for Mr. Dinger. I think that's his uh, new nickname on the show, Dan Harris. Maybe we'll call you. And you Dinger know, I basically Harris called both of them, right? Because I put in Judge as like the backup bid. So I kind of feel like I should get like half an extra half credit. Some of the backup bid stuff. What is this backup <laughs> bid nonsense? You called the home run. Isn't that enough? You embarrass me once. I'll you embarrass me twice. And we yes. were five minutes into the show. You're going to do it twice to me? All right. Mm-hmm. I get it. You're way better this month than I am. I am far behind now, four to one in the month of April. Not good. <laughs> Not good at all. Ian Anderson throws a gem yesterday. Yeah. Uh, we talked about him being a good investment. And we talked about my dude, Christian Javier, being a good investment. That, that, that. Yeah, buddy. I'm telling you, Christian Javier, look, it's a good matchup against Seattle. The, the one against the Angels was very impressive because you had Trout in that lineup and Otani in that lineup. None of those guys are in Seattle. Javier dominating and the fade. If we go down to three down, Scherzer not on yep. his game. So if you faded... Uh, Scherzer for Javier, you did well. The Mets offense continues to be a big wah, wah, wah. Right. Uh, and Giolito drops a second straight start. Some would say they maybe left him in a little too long there. Uh, maybe some would say, some uh, would say, Giolito would say, did, did you would say, no, first of all, I, I get <laughs> oh it. Oh my like, God, you're going to bro me, bro. Oh, there's a bro. There's bro. a lot of bro here. Cause there were some games that I was heavily invested in. That was one of them. And I'm watching and I'm like, I couldn't the- tell by your reaction. That you were the heavily dude, invested in that game. <laughs> the dude looks gassed. Why is he out there right now? Like, he's, like, slumping shoulders, walking around. He's over 100 pitches. LaRusse is like, ah, oh, man, you're good. You're good. Like, there was no way he was getting out of that. And he looked great up until that seventh inning. Just mind-boggling, very upsetting from a DFS perspective, anyway. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I mean, this goes along with the G Elite bro uh, that we kind of <laughs> established uh, yesterday. Yeah. So uh, good times there. All right, let's get to uh, some of the home runs and a lot of them yesterday. Flattered, Vladdy, three dingers, including a Grand Slam, seven ribbies yesterday. He's the seventh youngest player with a three home run game since 1901. Uh, Franimal, two dingers for him. Uh, seven on the year. He's at 308 now with an uh, 1,017 OPS. Trey Turner hit two bombs. Nikki Solak, my people, my boy, hit two home runs. And then uh, Jesse Winker, five home runs in his last six games. You know, I want to start with Winker here for a second because yeah. Winker was red hot last year, if you recall, for a, a stretch. 
And then it all came crashing down. And it was funny because I think the the conventional wisdom was, oh my goodness, he's finally figured it out. This is the Jesse Winker in the minor leagues with the high OBP. They can mm-hmm. hit the ball and spread the ball everywhere that we thought we were going to get eventually. Is this another tease of this early start where, or, or is Jesse Winker maybe just this kind of a streaky player? So I like Winker a lot as a player, and I was pretty bullish on him when he first sort of came up. Um, this is somewhere in between. Like, I, I think, number one, you ride this, of course, as long as you can. I don't expect that this is a full-on breakout necessarily. He's not doing what he does best, which is walk a ton. He's walking, you know, a, a decent amount, but usually his, like, calling card is the fact that he barely strikes out and he walks a ton and he's not really doing either of those things right now. So I don't think this ride is going to last forever. But with that said, I mean, he is a guy who I think you can rely on as a starting outfielder in a rotisserie league where you've got four, maybe five outfield spots. I think he's going to get in there, but I don't expect him to morph into the superstar that he's playing like right now. I think the Franimal is one of the more underrated power hitters in the game. I love the Franimal. He's just, yeah. he's a big old hoss. And I like that. Jose Ramirez too has been, you know, those two guys really carried that offense. And I know you made fun of me last week when I said you should pick up Jordan Luplo, but he had another home run the other yeah. day too. You know, mm-hmm. the Indians don't create a lot of runs without Lindor at the top of that order anymore. But uh, then again, neither are the Mets with Lindor at the top of their oh, order. Goodness. Oh, goodness gracious. I don't even want to talk about that. Let's look at the peanuts and the Cracker Jacks. They've got a lot of things buzzing here in the chat this morning. Sean Kane says he was offered to receive Buxton and Dustin May, but giving up Yelich and Kopech. Ooh, this is a blockbuster. So do you take the hot hand Byron Buxton, who has always been an injury disaster, and Dustin May, who eventually will get dodgered in some fashion? Right. Or do you take on the, you know, the the albatross back issues of Christian Yelich for the last year plus now and yeah. Michael Kopech, who clearly is going to have innings uh, issues as well. I don't know. I kind I know this is gonna sound crazy. I kind of lean the Buxton way. What are your thoughts? Yeah. The short answer is going to be check the trade chart article tomorrow, which I will Ooh. write tonight and then we'll see. You just my, got trade shot. My <laughs> guess is that Yelich will be higher. Uh, the, the Yelich side, cause Kopech is kind of just a throw in. But as long as there's nothing out there that suggests that Yelich is going to miss like a month going on, and there isn't as much as it's sort of like, ah, he's getting back, but he's not there yet. The injury risk with Buxton is what kind of pushes me away from that. But that's going to be close. I'd probably hold Yelich. I wouldn't argue with you, though, if you made that swap. I'm just worried. I mean, when when you start to have issues two seasons in a row, backs are, you know, yep. back is what killed Todd Helton's career. Back is yep. what killed a lot, you know, especially yep. with a guy like Yelich who's got so much torque in that swing. You know, he just has an enormous amount of torque in that swing. I don't know. I mean, look, we all know Buxton's injury pass for sure. But I would also say this in a roto format too. you know, Buxton speed power combination. I don't know where Yelich is going to be at stealing bases anymore. Yeah, I think that's something to consider the format you're playing into. And as far as the pitchers like Dustin Mays probably got more in the tank this year than Kopech. Um, sure. Even if he does get dodgered. So oh, sure. I, I think that's another thing that I would I would look to that side of the deal. Let's talk about the best of the best. Speaking of Byron Buxton, return to the lineup and in a home run. Yep. Boom. You know, speaking of uh, Byron Buxton. There, as long as he's in the lineup, uh, he's going to be an absolute monster. As wrong right now. as we were on Robles is as right as we were on Buxton. So. Yeah. Hey, That's I'm good. not drawing conclusions on Robles yet. I'm going to wait another three months and then I'll jump off the train in August when he's been. Uh, look, man, I wish I, I wish I, I already dropped him in one league. I was like, I just can't do it. Just got to just move on. It's a shallow league. So you drop in shallow leagues. You drop him in deep leagues. I can understand holding on that. I understand Christian Javier, seven shutout innings, six K's against the yep. Mariners. 
Uh, he's, the ERA is now 0. 0.87, 0. 0.82 whip. Uh, he yep. looks fantastic. This is one of the new studs in baseball, I'm telling you. And yep. Ian Anderson's one, too. I know in April there were a couple hiccups here and there. It's April. Seven shutout innings, AKs against the Cubbies. This is the Ian Anderson we know and yep. love, which, by the way, don't look now, but that little team that you helped me draft in Tout Wars, we're sitting up there in third place. Oh. that Ian Anderson start. We love Ian. We like Ian Anderson. That's another guy who I feel like we were buying into. And again, I I talked about this a lot in the spring. A guy who I was not in on when I started my prep. And then I dug deeper and it was just like, man, he changed his pitch mix. I like what I'm seeing. Got off to a little bit of a rocky start right now. A couple of great starts in a row. I'm fully buying the Ian Anderson hike. All right. Let's talk about the bounce backs because that's really the theme of last night. Last night was a lot of guys that kind of came out of nowhere uh, that we thought were left for dead already. Corey Kluber, six and two thirds, one run, five Ks, but it was against the Orioles. Just want to say that out loud. Uh, Kevin Biggio led off of the Jays. He went three for three with a run in an RBI. Biggio was always going to hit better. It was just, see, the thing is, I want people to understand my, my disdain for Kevin Biggio is overrated. I just didn't like the draft value. I didn't like the ADP. The player's pretty good. It's just a matter of the cost. And when he struggled in April, he immediately became a buy low because he is disappointing to those people who had him at a high ADP that drafted him. Your thoughts, Dan Harris. I was like the only guy who didn't jump off the Biggio train. Like you were not in the minority. I was in the minority for sure. Because again, the big thing with Biggio is it's not going to help that much in any particular category. And if he was going to bet six, like everybody thought, then that's going to really hurt him. Now, a batted leadoff here. George Springer didn't come back as was expected. Apparently, he felt a little something in his quad while he was jogging before the game. So we'll see when he comes back. When he does, I expect him to bat leadoff. But the thing is that Marcus Simeon, as we've talked about, also hasn't been great, whether it's been luck or not. He hasn't been great. If Biggio does start hitting because he does get on base a ton and then he sticks back in that two hole, that's a whole different story there for the guy. So it's good to see him. Okay, you know what? We're putting you in the leadoff spot, and the first thing he does is go three for three with a run and an RBI. That's a great sign for his long-term value. And again, one of the reasons why I loved him is beyond the production is the fact second base, third base, outfield. That's huge flexibility that you can use in any sort of league. So I'm very happy. I was really happy to see him batting leadoff and to see him succeed because I think that portends good things here going forward. Garrett Richards, seven innings, one run, 10 Ks. Again, against the Mets. So that's like the theme right now. It's do we want to believe in Richards and do we want to believe in Kluber and do we want to believe in Carlos Martinez who got his first win as a starter? Get this. I heard this this morning. I had to mention it since 2018. That's the first time he's gotten a win as a starter. That's a few years ago, boys and girls, in case you're keeping score at home. (laughs) That's that's uh, it's 2021. 2018, the last time he got a win as yeah. a starting pitcher. Um, that's not the last time he was a starting pitcher. Just the last time he won a game as one. So yeah. if any of these Kluber, Richards, Martinez, is there one to you that you have more faith in than the others where you go, okay, maybe this is the beginning of something good? Uh, it's not Martinez. I mean, it was great <laughs> to see him get a win, but I, I was not overly impressed watching that start. I think Kluber as a whole generally is somebody who I'm like, you know what? The guy really hasn't pitched in several years, so I'm willing to give him more of a leash. It was good to see him get a great start again against the Orioles. So let's pump the brakes a little bit. But it is interesting to see what he can do here going forward with that. 
Richards, it's tough because the Mets offense sort of stinks right now. But kudos to, again, Mike Mayer, our little, you know, Mayer and Tuma, little research assistants over here. And he mentioned that he threw a ton of curveballs yesterday. And this curveball has the highest spin rate in all of baseball. Spin rate, just at, at its most basic form, spin rate almost always equals good. So the fact that his spin rate is so high on his curveballs and he's leaning into that pitch could be interesting because he does have a lot of talent. But in terms of ranking how excited I am about this, it would still go Kluber, then Richards, and then a big drop down to Martinez. Uh, that is fair. I, I think I would ag- I would agree with that ranking for now. Dansby Swanson, three for four with a run in RBI and a steal, five for yes. nine. We told you start him on Monday. Yep. We told you start him on Tuesday in DFS. I'm not going to tell you that today, but there was value to be had. They were good matchups. You take shots, you start taking shots. And by the way... Two hits yesterday for Glaber Torres. Guess what? I'm going to start yes. taking shots with him too. Just say ever against the or- against the Orioles. Always everybody's you know in play against the O's. Let's go. Not bouncing back. Kenta Maeda, ugh, five and two thirds, five runs, three Ks against the Indians. We all know what Franimal and Jose did. His ERA is at six and a half right now. I was I was one of the people who was definitely in the Kenta Maeda can't sustain what he did last year. I was very much in on him on a sixty game season. I was very much out on him in a one sixty two game season. Um, just because of historically what I've seen out of Kenta Maeda, I think he could have good stretches, but durabilities are questioned for me. Uh, I'm not too concerned with this, to be honest. Like, I think this is a guy who will get it right eventually. Um, but it is concerning because once again, I think if you drafted him as a two, this is terrible. If you ended up getting him in a draft as a three or a four, you, you kind of roll your eyes and go, okay, well, it's Bo Benjamin figure it out. The problem again, this is why I think draft prep is so important it's because of where you want to value players and where you want to slot them in your in your lineups and and understanding that certain players like Abijo, if you put too much stock in them or a Maeda too much stock in them without enough track record, they can end up becoming negatives for you. And I think that was the concern I had. And then Josh Bell, 0 for 4, 2Ks. He is not off to a good start. Robles, 0 for 3. He's at 203 right now. The the collective, you know, Nats are struggling. Uh, is Juan Soto just the cure-all for this lineup? Uh, no, I, I don't think so, because, I mean, Trey Turner is just fine with it. I, I give Bell way more of a pass because Bell had such a huge spring. Like, he looked right. great. You were wa- you were watching him. He looked confident. He wasn't messing with the swing. And then the whole COVID situation happened. And remember, with that, he couldn't you, you couldn't even take batting practice. You couldn't leave your hotel room. He is swinging off a tee in his hotel room for, like, eight days without a ball so i'm gonna give him a pass to try to get his timing back but it is worrisome especially given the fact that ryan zimmerman is pretty hot he had a homer yesterday so like they could conceivably sit bell down for a little bit but long term i don't really have concerns robles i am still holding just because i I invested a not a high pick but we were in on him i have him in a lot of leagues I, you know, I want to see what happens here, but I am less optimistic about him. With Maeda, first of all, it's going to be retroactively changed to four runs given up. There was a fly ball to end an inning that Alex Kirloff dropped, and the official scorer called it a hit. I was watching that game, so at least you'll save a run. But I am worried because he is just, I mean, he's like not throwing his fastball at all. And I, I get how good the slider was, but, you know, you watch the Fran Mill home runs. They're just they're just hanging right there. He doesn't have the command right now. He's got to change his pitch mix a little bit. So, but I agree with you. It'll get better. But I, I think you were right. I don't. I didn't fade him enough coming in because of what we saw. And I do have him as an SP two in a lot of leagues, and I am concerned about that. 
I also think he had a lot to prove last year. So he went out there. Look, they're human beings. He had a lot to prove. The Dodgers finally moved on. He's like, look at me. I can do this. I can do this. But then again, he was also new to the American League. They hadn't seen him a whole lot. That was a big advantage. And the book gets out on you a little bit. It's just a fact. Uh, Wilson Fisk from the Peanut Gallery uh, offered Jeff McNeil for Zach Plesak. Where do you guys want to be on the end of that deal? I mean... If you are you getting Zach McNeil, Plesak. you're getting McNeil, I believe. Oh, you're getting Plesak. McNeil. I run He's to do offered it. McNeil for Zach Plesak. Run to do it. Run to do it right now. Zach Plesak is just a guy. McNeil is going to be fine. I know he's struggling, but, uh, you know, yeah, go get McNeil for sure. No question. I, in a vacuum, I definitely agree with Dan. In a head-to-head points format, I still want all the pitching I can have. That's that's, that's the only fine. thing, even though he, he has not been. You good. take your Zach Plesak, all you right? take that's that. Fine. You take, take that. <laughs> fine. Whatever. By the way, Fernando in the chat is also not buying the uh, the Klubes I can see right now. That's the fine. Klu- the Corey Kluber is not being bought upon by the uh, the Cracker Jacks in the chat. I can see they're, okay. they're, they're like, no, 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 we're not doing it. We're not. That's fair. That's, That's fair. Right. It was Baltimore. All yep. right, let's do a little closing time before we get to some DFS. Um, so <laughs> no actual closers. It's just, you know. Little closing things up. Jazz Chisholm left the game with a strained hamstring. No, oh. no, everything was going so well. I'm so sad. Uh, Louis Robert placed on the COVID IL. So just uh, again, hopefully a speedy recovery for him. Yachty placed on the actual IL with a foot injury. No, that's bad, terrible. I have all the Yachty, your Molina, and Buster Posey shares. Dan knows because in every mock I did, uh, yep. that's who my catchers are. Because that's I don't <laughs> care. Give me the two old farts at the end for free. Done. Yep. Uh, Aaron Judge uh, to miss a few games with a general lower body soreness, which I got to say, I got my COVID vax. I kind of have the general body soreness. Yeah, right now. And there's it. a soreness. It's like someone just like rammed a screwdriver into my shoulder. Yeah, it's just leaving it there. They're just leaving yeah. it. It's an interesting feeling. So uh, you're playing through it. I like it. Wait a minute. I'm be. playing through it. Aaron Judge, yeah. on the other hand. That's all right. He homered yesterday. You can take a couple of days off. All right. You don't just, know if I homered healthy. yesterday. You have no idea if I homered yesterday or not. It's because it's not in the sheet. Uh, Alex Verdugo and Javi Baez, both hamstring injuries. They're going to miss another game. Uh, but Verdugo back today. And George Springer was not activated yesterday, despite all the reports. Um, you're your patient. Apparently felt thin. it in the quad, dude. I don't know. Jogging felt a little something in the quad. That is felt not a something I'm, in the quad. I don't like it. By the way, by the way, how how have we had this entire show and we you just kind of glossed over the Vladdy like three homer thing, man? Like gloss over it, Vladdy. Yes, you did. You were like Vladdy hit three over. It's going. I have a question for you because I'm going to do the trade chart right now and I'm looking at it. Vladimir Guerrero at first base or Jose Abreu rest of season. Ooh, you that's a tough one for me because you know because I I I was I was updating my rankings yesterday and I'm moving Vladdy up and I'm moving Vladdy up and then I got to Abreu and I was like I don't know I don't know right here I still think I'm I still think Abreu Um, okay let us know in the chat if you're watching this by the way Vladdy or Abreu rest of season well somebody they're already saying Vladdy I could already Vladdy Vladdy you guys are such prisoners of the moment. Well, That's it's what just you Fernando, are. our most loyal oh, listener. It happened. Oh, it happened yesterday. Take yeah. me away to Vladdy Guerreroville. Oh, uh, yeah. That, by the way, that's one of my favorite songs. Wasted away again in Vlad Guerreroville. <laughs> well, I think the big, I think the one thing that I, I do want to say is like, I, I'm fully buying everything from Vlad. I'm fully look, buying it. I'm fully buying Vlad too. Here's, here's the thing that I will say. If you go back and look historically at Jose Abreu, when you look at lefty versus righty, um, um, versus left-handed pitching versus right-handed pitching. You look yep. at home and road splits. You look at first year, half, second half. You look at every split in the career of Jose Abreu. It is stunningly good. 
He's the kind of guy that yeah. just like gets up in the morning and hits. It's like Victor Martinez used to be like those guys are just like, there's something about those guys that I am, I am going to overvalue that. And the reason I overvalue it is because if you are in season long, it all shows up. If you are in head to head weekly matchups every week, you know, you've got a great chance. Now, Vlad is the guy who's going to hit three home runs for you, but is he going to be that guy then who it's everywhere all the time? Lefties, righties, home road, all that stuff. First half, second half. Eventually, I think he will be that guy. And I think you are, I think you stopped at the right place. I think you went all the way up to the cliff. And I think that's exactly where he should be right now. But I don't think you should jump off of it yet. Just yet. It's a little. So spoiler alert. I believe the end result is they are going to be ranked back to back with Abreu the one spot higher, but they will have identical trade value. So that's right. Because again, the big thing with Vladdy is that ground ball rate finally down to like a very manageable. It's like 41%. You, if he's going to do that, if he's going to get lift, given how hard he hits the ball, man, oh, this Vladdy. could be such a huge season. And well, I, I told I, you, by the this way, was the year Vladdy was undervalued for the first time. And I said, jump everywhere. Zero shares. Despite a million, I couldn't, I, there, there's always yeah, one guy in the league. Yeah. There's always one guy in the league who's like, oh no, oh, I'm in, I'm in time. Kudos to that dude, because whoever it is, you're going to enjoy the ride here. But okay, good. Glad to know I'm not crazy. Trade chart article tomorrow. Everybody look for it. Well, those are two separate questions. So, all right, let's let's take a pause real quick and talk about the sponsor of our show, Manscaped. Because you know what just came out. I showed it to you yesterday in case you missed it. In case you missed it. There it is. Oh, the lawnmower 4.0. Look at it. You can see it sort of it gleams. It glistens. This is why you watch the YouTube channel. It looks like Excalibur. It does. Here. Look at that. There's like a shine coming from it, which there will also be a shine coming from your nether regions when you use it because everything is going to be soft and smooth and fantastic. The Manscaped products are unbelievable. They've got some of the most exquisite male grooming products available. 7,000 RPM motor of quiet stroke technology, LED light, unbelievable advanced skin safe technology so you don't hurt yourself. Again, you can manscape in the light. You can manscape in the dark. You can manscape wet. You can manscape dry. Just manscape, please. So go to manscape.com. And as a reminder, Father's Day, not that far away. True. You want to get dad or uncle or brother something cool or you have a laugh, but really deep down, you're like, hey, this is something you could use. It's a good thing. The lawnmower 4.0. So go to manscape.com and you get 20% off plus free shipping with our code. Nobody else's leading off. This is the code you use. You put leading off in, you get the free shipping, you get the 20% off, you get the Manscaped, everybody's happy, your balls will thank you. And yes, you come for the baseball, but you stay for the Manscaped breeds. Let's talk a little DFS here yep. uh, because uh, it's it's a good, interesting slate here. They say momentum is only as good as the next day's starting pitcher. And, um, you know, the A's have been brilliant for the last two weeks. It's very hard to go against the A's, but I'm going to go against the A's here. Uh, Tyler Glass now, 10.8, 10.3. Cash game, okay. I feel good. I don't feel nearly as good about uh, Carlos Rodon at 11K. I know it's against the Tigers, but still, 11K more expensive than Glass now. Eh, not on FanDuel. No thanks for me. On DK at 9.8, I'm listening. But Zach Granke might be the best ROI again against the Mariners. Yeah. 9K, 9.4 on both sides. Cost effective, good matchup, more strikeouts in that lineup than normal, blah, blah. You heard me keep doing this, and I keep doing it because it's working. So why would I stop doing it? Give me Granky, give me Glass. Now I'm going to fade Rodon a little bit tonight. That's just kind of how I look at the cash game arms. How do you see him? Yeah, I agree. I, I'm not going to go. I wouldn't be surprised if Rodon is the best guy, frankly, on the slate. But 
I'm not going to go with him either. Joe, on FanDuel, if you have to go with one, do you take Glasnow at 10-3 or Granky at 9-4? And the reason I ask is, I hope a guy that we work with, James, is listening to this because he and I talk about this all the time, which is sort of like, we both went with Granky in that one bad start, you know, the one that he really didn't come through for you. And it was sort yeah. of like, ah, you know what? I don't want to do this ever again in my cash game lineup. Like, I want to take the arm that I have the most confidence in, and that is glass now right now. So do you take the discount in, in a one pitcher, you know, format? Here's the thing. I I, I think that is a, a big divide. You're going from 10.8 to 9. Yeah, that's that's two thousand dollars to spread around the offense. I think we're going to spread it around the offense tonight. Okay. I don't think glass now is wrong. You just have to be a little clever with the offense. And you can. There's some guys we're going to give you later on, especially on FanDuel. So you can get away with it on FanDuel because FanDuel's looser pricing. It yes. just is. You're going to have to put some faith in the Glaber Torres of the world and some other guys that might be playing a little under who are underpriced but have bigger talent. You have to kind of be careful about that. But kind of like yesterday when I said, well, I don't, I don't feel comfortable going 12K on Scherzer when I can have Javier in this matchup at nine. There's a no-brainer. And yeah. guess what? And that worked. Yeah. Um, the GPP arms tonight, you got Domingo Herman, which I'm sure everybody's still terrified. I don't care if it's the Orioles. Yeah. No, the roster percentage is going to be 10% <laughs> yeah. at, at best. 7.3 yeah. for him. Hendricks going against the Braves and you know what? By the way, you know has got a huge fly ball rate. I would be very surprised if the Cubs didn't hit a dinger or two tonight. Um, Hendricks at 7.4 against the Braves who strike out a ton. A little dangerous, but yep. the good kind of dangerous, the kind of dangerous that can win you a lot of money. Yep. Again, not a single entry play. It's a multi-entry play. And then Ryan Weathers, who I've got a lot more confidence in than other people, 6.3, sign me up. And guess what? He is just 7.3 on DK. So it's a secondary arm. All the guys we just talked about are in play. Weathers, to me, is my favorite. On DK, you can put Alex Wood in that conversation, too, at 8.3, but I'd still rather save a grand and go with Weathers. Uh, are you as confident in Weathers as I am? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how I feel about him as a rest of season type of asset that we're and Cole see. Calhoun's out of that lineup tonight, too. So that's also true. Yeah, because he heard his Arizona lineup. That's right. He heard his hamstring, I believe, yesterday. Um, Yeah. So I, I, I'm pretty, pretty confident in Weathers uh, just on the slate for sure. Long term, I'm a little worried about it. You know, I don't I don't really think cause some people are going crazy about like, oh, my God, this guy's going to be like a rest of season fix. I don't believe that. But for tonight against the Diamondbacks, I do. Another guy you didn't mention, by the way, is Herman Marquez because they're in San Francisco. I know San Francisco's lineup. They can hit generally speaking, but I'm always interested in Marquez 7.5 on DK uh, when he's on the road now to Colorado. I like Marquez. I'm waiting for Marquez to get dealt because I think as a 26 oh, sure. year old pitcher, when Marquez goes to the Yankees or Marquez goes to the Astros or whoever ends up with Marquez when all said and done. That's going to be an interesting investment to get away from Colorado because he has yep. shown you a bit. My problem with Marquez is the Giants lineup typically is not like one of these. It's not like when you're trolling Seattle where you know sure. there's going to be a ton of strikeouts in there. So, and Alex Wood has pitched okay since coming back. Um, I don't know. It's it's tricky for me. I don't think it, I think it's a good secondary arm more than it is a standalone DK uh, fan duel. I that's guy. what I meant as a secondary yeah. as arm. A secondary okay DK arm. Yes. Yes. And it's Put not it like in, he's good. Sorry. No, I was going to put him in that that cluster for sure. Mm -hmm. And it's not like he's been dominant necessarily away from home, you know, right now anyway. So regardless, but, you know, I still am always interested in him whenever he's away from cores, like just based on his historical performance. Now, I got a question for you, and this is important Shoot. for those of you who watch the YouTube channel version of the show. And if you haven't, I don't know what's wrong with you. You could be here every morning watching live at nine. If you can, if not, you can watch it. Now, do every morning you go out there and you get like a 
You get an iced coffee every morning. You go out of the house. No, no, we make we make our own. We make you own make cake. your oh, so there what is it? That is a reusable iced coffee. Oh, okay. yes. I, have I wasn't two different, sure. I appreciate it. I have two different coffee cups. No, I'm nothing if not economical. I'm not one of these guys who's like, <laughs> wow, I'm I'm going to the Starbucks every day. All right, yeah, I make my coffee every morning. I have it with this show. It's my little ritual. I love it. All right, I I have I have a new little ritual. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but the uh, Trader Joe's makes a instant cold brew where you could just mix it in cold water. It's changed my world. Changed the world last two Whoa. weeks. Because in the summertime, in the spring, I like to have the iced coffee as opposed, but then you got to make the whole pot sometimes. And you get yeah, the whole yeah. process. This is a boom. You put it in there. It's very good. I, I would like it. It's if not the, a sponsor the, of the show yet. I emphasize yet, but I'm just putting that out there for you. Yeah, that's right. Let's get it going. If the line to Trader Joe's ever gets below like four hours in my town, then I will definitely <laughs> stop there and get it. But going there, it's like a jungle. I put on like my suit. I'm like, I'm ready to roll, people. I'm going to break in here and get some organic food. You get out of my way. But yeah, I like that call, Joe. I like it. All right. Let's see how you feel about the calls of some of these lineup builders. So we got Kyle Tucker at 2.8. It's uh, this, Today's theme is... Let's get in. Let's get in before. Let's try. It's it's time. We've yep. waited long enough. Kyle Tucker, Willie Calhoun, 2.8. Joey Gallo, 2.8. Didi, 2.8. Alec Baum, 2.5. Nico Horner at the top of that order against Yanoa. Yes, Yanoa, I'm going to be starting him. That's right. Dad joke for you. 2.5 for him over on FanDuel. On DK, he's 2.8. Glaber Torres, two hits yesterday, two for five. DJ oh, yeah. LeMayhew, 2.8 on FanDuel. So you got Yankees, again, cheap. You got Kyle Tucker. You got some of those guys in that Texas lineup that I think have some opportunity. The wind's blowing out big time in Texas today. I think it's like 18 or some crazy stuff like that. Yep. Keep an eye on that. Uh, so Horner on DK, Hap on DK, and Willie Calhoun on DK are all in that good price range as well. So those are some of the guys that can help you go up to – Tyler Glass now, if you want. So I did give you a lot of names there. Anybody stick out for you in terms of lineup builders today? Uh, Aniko Horner to me at the top of that order in a good matchup yes. against, you know, I like him. Yeah, he looks great, by the yeah. way. I mean, I've been really impressed just watching his at-bats. He looks great. I am going back to the Yankees while I'm really annoyed, Joe, because like midway, probably at like 930 or 10 my time. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a nice night. I had a Yankee stack with Judge. And Stanton and I had uh, Giolito and then it hit and then I had the Padres all waiting right. I'm like, they're going to tee off on Merrill Kelly It's going to be a huge DFS night. And then it all went down with Giolito went. But I am going back to the Yankees lineup and I would I would monitor what the lineup looks like because if Aaron Judge is indeed out, then you're going to see some guys pushed up the prices on FanDuel in particular. Again, you mentioned Glaber Torres, who's 2.5 on FanDuel. I like Gio Urshela at 2.6 again against mm -hmm. Dean Kramer. I, that, that's where I'm going to be going for a lot of my bats right now. If only somebody you worked with told you to start Christian Javier instead of Giolito. It's true. I, I wish, I don't know anybody like that. So that's my problem. If only, by the way, Dean Kramer, doesn't it sound like one of these guys who's like, you know, the university president of like a coffee. Oh yes. I'm oh, yeah. Dean Kramer. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's the that's, worst. That's, what a terrible great. name. He's like definitely yeah. some, some villain. It's some like terrible college movie. <laughs> I definitely feel like that. All right. It's time for Dinger Harris to call his shot again. Cause that's all he does is go yard. Mm -hmm. So yep. Go ahead, Dinger. You 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 All have right. the whole board. You deserve it. Go ahead. Pound right. me again we, today. We mentioned uh, we mentioned his name already, and because I've basically been poo pooing, maybe maybe <laughs> moving him down my uh, first base rankings. I will throw him in there. It's going to be Jose Abreu against Casey Mize. I think he's going deep. Wind is blowing out a little bit to right field. He can go that way. I'm going with Jose Abreu. Going to go back to back for my home run calls. I'm going with Jordan Alvarez tonight. That's right, Jordan. 
Jordan. That's what I want. I want Alvarez and I want two home runs out of you tonight. All right. Two. I want two. One is not enough anymore. I don't like losing. I hate losing. I appre- I don't mind losing to Dan. I just hate losing, period. Yes. I'm behind. It's four to one. Oh, I yeah. cannot go into May down four to one or five mm-hmm. to one. I can't do that. That is a deficit I'm not willing to accept right now. So Alvarez, listen, you're on notice. I might even tweet at him today. I don't know if he's on the Twitter machine. I guess he is. Hey, listen, I-, I had my COVID shot yesterday. My arm hurts. Could you hit two home runs for me, buddy? Oh, that's right. what I, you that's what that. I, you know, like the whole thing, like Babe Ruth, you know, the kid is sick, you know, he hits the yeah, home runs. That's, that's, that's what I want. That's I'll allow it. Okay. I'll allow it. So that's, that's where we're going today. And I want to remind everybody too, if you're, if you're one of the listeners or watchers of the show, the show's over right now, basically. Here's what you do before the show's over. You can win some free stuff thanks to us. But before you even do that, go write a review of the show. Give us a five-star review somewhere. And I know it sounds like a stupid thing. It's like, who cares? It matters a big deal. Go there, do a little comment. And when you do, take a screenshot and then go to fantasypros.com slash MLB contest. And we will thank you for it by giving you a free entry to get involved in that Ronald Acuna jersey giveaway. It's an autographed Acuna jersey. Thanks to our friends at pristineauction.com. So go to fantasypros.com slash MLB contest. Go to Apple Podcasts or CastBox. That's where you can take the screenshot of the review. You take that screenshot, you upload it, boom, you are automatically entered to win. And it's only a few days left here because it's the end of April. So we're going to have a winner in the next, what, two days here. So please get in now. It's almost over. Don't be left out in the cold and do something nice. Let's pay it let, forward. Make a nice little review. Go ahead. Let me add one thing to that. Joe. I want to say, thing. first of all, I just checked on Apple Podcasts. We have 937 reviews. Five star. I love it. Five star. Not enough. If it's true. It's not that you guys are wonderful. We appreciate you all. I, if we get when we get to a thousand, not if when we get to a thousand, we're I'm gonna do something special. We're gonna do something special. Okay, whether oh. it's gonna be a giveaway, something special. Get us to a thousand reviews. We're gonna do it. And by the way, the Acuna jersey, great. Obviously, the Soto jersey. We're doing it every month. When you enter a contest, you are automatically entered to all future contests. I already know what our next prize is going to be for our next contest. You are going to love it. Uh, So just enter. Go ahead. Go to uh, fantasypros.com slash MLB contest. Is that right, my friend? That's right. That is correct. Very good. Go there. That's all. And when we get to 1,000 reviews, we get Trader Joe's cold brew for everybody. Everybody uh, gets a coffee. You get a coffee. They get a Fernando gets a coffee. Everybody gets a coffee. It's an aggressive offer, but I'll, I'll see what I can do. We'll see what we can do. We'll we'll pull some, we'll we'll get Jimmy on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That'll do it for us. Don't forget, go to manscaped.com, get 20% off and free shipping. Thanks to our sponsor, Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. And again, do something nice. Go write the review. Let's get up to a thousand. And like Dan said, you could win something for free just for doing something nice. And we're here, hopefully giving you some baseball and some entertainment every single day here at fantasy pros. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on. For Dan Harris, I'm Joe Pizzapia. We'll see you next time, kids. Bye.